If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello! Today, on Soundtrack Alley, I'll complete my journey through the world of Laura Croft by presenting more music from the game series and show highlights from two or more films that have come out. Also, a few surprises coming your way today. It's going to be a fantastic, game-tastic show, and it starts now. Welcome back to this very special episode of my podcast in examining the games of Tomb Raider as well as the movies that have been inspired by the franchise. Today, I'll continue discussing more of the progressive gaming aspects of the more technical Tomb Raider games as well as two more of the movies. And a special surprise today in regard to the most recent Tomb Raider film. Let's begin by digging into Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. The basic plot is that off the coast of the volcanic island of Santorini, the intrepid archaeologist Laura Croft makes the unexpected discovery of a throbbing golden orb able to guide its holder to the mythical Pandora's box. As the legendary artifact contains ancient mysteries of unfathomable power, Laura needs to make sure it doesn't fall into the wrong hands, especially the unscrupulous former Nobel Prize winner and now bioweapons dealer, Jonathan Reese. With the aid of former agent Terry Sheridan, the fearless adventurer travels the world in pursuit of the precious item. However, can she retrieve it in time to save the day? Now, looking back at the previous film of just Laura Croft Tomb Raider, Angelina Jolie had to wear bra padding in order for her bust size to measure up to the video game character. Jolie wears less considerable padding in this film, and it was a decision to give Laura a more realistic dimension. In the scene where Laura and partner jump off a building wearing flying suits called wingsuits, the stunt was performed by the two men who developed the suits. No CGI wires or nets or any special effects were involved. The suits were invented by Patrick D. Gallardin, 
who died in a parachute accident in April 1998 while testing a new type of parachute in Hawaii. At one point in the movie, Laura Croft attacks a bad guy using very sophisticated movements with an antique rifle. Her movements are taken from the Queen Anne salute used by the U.S. Army drill team. The scenes in which live-action Laura mimics the computer video game version, in particular, a scene in which she climbs around a pagoda and pole vaults to a helicopter. She also takes a nasty fall, as the animated Laura was prone to do. When fighting Chen Lo among the terracotta or yeah, terracotta warriors, one is smashed, and you can see that the head was a separate piece from the torso. This is factual, as they were initially created and fired separately before being able to be assembled. And it was truly interesting to learn more about how they had to get permission from the Chinese government to be able to recreate some of these actual statues. The character of Jonathan Reese, who was played by Kieran Hines, exposes his private jet passengers to a form of Ebola. The antidote is a clear capsule with a small black pill in it. In reality, this is an herbal medicine made in China and is the cure for an upset stomach. At the time of the film's release, Angelina Jolie said she had no desire to play the character a third time. Nonetheless, some planning for a third feature was undertaken until early 2004, when the studio announced plans for another Laura Croft film starring Jolie had been canceled. The reboot of the franchise, just called Tomb Raider, stars Alicia Vikander and was released on March 16th of this year. Much of the background story for this film revolves around Alexander the Great, and Angelina Jolie portrayed Alexander's mother, Olympias, in Alexander from 2004. This also was the last Tomb Raider movie for 15 years until Tomb Raider, which was released this year, in which Alicia Vikander assumed the role of Laura Croft. Now, this also was uh, considered to be an updated version of Red Sonja. Laura Croft sets out to retrieve an orb from Jonathan Reese with the help of Terry Sheridan, who's a mercenary. Uh, It was released a decade after her first film, I mean, her first actual film, which was called Cyborg 2 Glass Shadow, which is a pretty fun movie. So discussing the score is like looking back on a wonderful modern classic. Alan Silvestri composed the score and did an amazing job bringing this video game character to life. He actually seemed to create a Laura Croft for the open world market. We had seen other Laura Croft game characters with limited open world capability before this, and now the market was ripe with open world games. With the brilliant work on Cradle of Life, Alan Silvestri really gets to stretch into some fairly large composing chops. The cues I've chosen are Luna Temple, Skydive Getaway, and finally, Laura Croft Tomb Raider. I hope these represent some of the best cues for the film score, and I hope you enjoy them.
Next, we're going to be discussing Tomb Raider Legend from 2006. We went three years before we received another Tomb Raider game, but I must say it was well worth the wait. Edios, one of the world's leading publishers and developers of entertainment software, revealed the first details, including the title, in-game character model, and brand direction of the next adventure for the video game's leading lady. Lara Croft Tomb Raider Legend is grounded in Lara Croft's tomb raiding roots and built to challenge even the most accomplished serial adventurer. In the setting of the stage for the Tomb Raider franchise moving forward, we took ourselves back to Laura's origins, asking ourselves the hard questions and challenged ourselves to think differently, said Chip Blundell, the vice president of the brand marketing at Edios. Who is Laura Croft? What makes her tick? How is she relevant today? Only by answering these questions could they consider that gamers get the experience they desire with the character they love. Tomb Raider team members at Crystal Dynamics embarked on their own quest to rediscover Lara Croft. During their soul-searching mission, they unearthed past consumer surveys, conducted new research, reread every game review, listened to lots of passionate pleas and opinions from gamers, and replayed through every Tomb Raider product. From this introspection and open-minded search for fresh perspective, Tomb Raider Legend was born. As a result, Eidos evolved the brand while building on the original values of the compelling character and suspense-filled adventure gameplay. Crystal Dynamics brought together the biggest and most diverse development team in Tomb Raider history and recruited Laura Croft's original creator, Toby Gard, as the lead character designer. Even before the first title was launched, Laura Croft had to fight her way into the Tomb Raider franchise, since at the, be- at the time most game characters were muscle-bound blokes, said Gard. The Laura Croft character is resilient and totally unstoppable. In Tomb Raider Legend, we explored those key core personality traits and revealed the Laura Croft gamers have been waiting to see. Tomb Raider Legend revives the athletic, intelligent, and entertaining adventurer who won the hearts and minds of gamers worldwide. Laura comes alive with intricately animated expressions, moves, and abilities. An arsenal of modern equipment such as magnetic grappling devices, binoculars, frag grenades, personal lighting devices, and communications equipment allow the gamer to experience tomb raiding as never before. Edios and Crystal Dynamics shaped Laura's look and movements to be inherent extension of her skills, motivation, and personality. Laura's character model features natural structure, realistic textures, detailed facial features, reactive eyes, and fluid motion, all of which make her part of a living environment. The new character animations and controls allow her to move through stunning environments with grace and precision, while an understanding of the game's original appeal reinvigorates the fundamental explore-and-solve-adventure experience. So it was uh, released on PlayStation 2, the PC, and the Xbox. And so much of the Tomb Raider legend shapes the games that have come out since that period. 
The cues I've chosen for this game highlight the emotional and orchestral score that brings this new era of Lara Croft to light. The score was composed by Trolls Brun Fullman, and he brilliantly brought out a new expansive score helping the players of Lara Croft to become immersed in her world. The cues I'll play are main title, Croft Manor theme, Bolivia, vehicle theme, and credits. I hope you enjoy these amazing amazing cues.
Next, we're going to look ahead at Tomb Raider Anniversary from 2007. This was inspired by the first Tomb Raider game, and which was, of course, released in 1996. And Anniversary is a totally new 2006 adventure for Laura. Uh, faithfully preserving the element which made the original Tomb Raider a classic, selling over 7 million copies worldwide. Using an enhanced Tomb Raider Legend game engine, the graphics, technology, and physics and engine bring Lara Croft's adventure in pursuit of a mystical artifact known as the Scion right up to today's technology standards and will offer gamers a complete new gameplay experience. Now, over the years, uh, one of the leading brand managers, Catherine Clements, said, We have literally thousands of requests to remake the original Tomb Raider for today's gamer. We've gone a step further. We've taken the original story and made a completely new version with Anniversary. We are retelling an incredible story using today's technology. We've taken all the key elements from the original game and put them into the brand of a new Tomb Raider adventure, which will make fans of the franchise extremely happy, but also attract completely new audiences. They captured the essence of what made the original game so special, and with today's technology, created a game that pushes the boundaries of the current gaming console. And Tomb Raider Anniversary is more than just a trip down memory lane. It's a reimagining on a grand scale, sporting the same insatiable goodness that captured fans the globe over almost 10 years ago from when this was written, and so much more to offer. The game is looking as solid as ever, and with good reason. It also has several new type of elements that the PlayStation 2 revitalized and made even a deeper, more expansive experience. Toby Gard is back, and he infused his own ideals and vision into a vehicle first realized in 1995 when the small team at Core Design fashioned an Indiana Jones-style adventure. And so Gareth Ramsey, who was a master of PR at Edios brokered some musings while toiling Laura Croft through the Lost Valley on early builds of the Anniversary Edition. And a lot of these really bring out elements of the new Tomb Raider Anniversary game, such as journeying into the Lost Valley, introducing raptors, um, of course the iconic T-Rex that has reappeared, um, this reptile is just obscene, and you lean back and just marvel as history unfolds before your eyes. Yet this time with the volume of polygons, you could have only wished for in 1996. And the T-Rex amalgamates past with present and diehard fans of Tomb Raider, those old enough to remember the original, and positively delight with glee as a foray unfolds before them. Now, Laura Croft herself looks fantastic. Her frame is dressed in around 7,000 polygons, and this time around, she sports some new moves that will aid her in her progress or adventure. One of those is a new balancing feature, which enables Laura to hop from platform or post 
and land and then with the player interaction find her center of balance before proceeding. The much-loved handstand pull-up is still present, but the side somersault is absent this time around. It's also anchored honestly to the past with a sense of isolation that is positively omnipresent throughout the cavernous regions. Now, one of the things that did change was incorporating the original core story with the new Tomb Raider Legend game. And it really added something to this platform. And it's really brilliant the way it uh, came across. Keely Hawes uh, became the definitive voice actress for Tomb Raider uh, Anniversary. And, of course, it was produced by Crystal Dynamics. And the score was also composed by Trolls Fullman. And he incorporates new elements into the game and creates a much larger world for our heroine. So the cues that I've chosen to play are Main Theme, Egypt, and Lost City. I hope you enjoy these.
Next, we're delving into the darker Tomb Raider Underworld game. Now, Eric Lindstrom had revealed details on the storyline propping up Tomb Raider Underworld. Now, Eric expanded on Laura's role and what gamers could expect from her latest adventure. He said, for generations, stories have been told of the fearsome weapon of Thor, the Norse god of thunder. Legend holds that Thor's hammer had the power to smash mountains into valleys and to destroy even the gods. For more than a thousand years, it had existed only as myth until now. In the ancient ruin on the floor of the Mediterranean Sea, Laura Crofton covers proof of the Norse underworld and the mythical hammer. As she attempts to unravel the secrets behind these myths, Laura's perilous journey leads her toward the forgotten power that, if unleashed, could lay waste to all civilization. Now, it really brings up the question, is she a hero or an anti-hero? Fans of Tomb Raider games are well aware that Laura Croft is not in the business of saving the world. Occasionally, we all benefit from her expeditions, like when we defeated, when she defeated the plans of Natla, the immortal queen of Atlantis in the original Tomb Raider, but altruism is not what motivates her. She's driven to solve archaeological mysteries by uncovering primordial truths that evolved over time to become mythology. Often this relates to extremely ancient artifacts with inexplicable powers that inspired myths in later cultures. In Underworld, the danger of the world becomes Laura herself, because answers she's looking for are locked in a ruin that also contains a dormant force which, if disturbed, could destroy everything. Knowing this, Laura stubbornly continues her quest anyway, dragging the world toward the abyss with her because she's willing to risk everything and everyone to solve the mysteries that vex her. Now, this was designed specifically to take advantage of the technologies that represent new advancement in the exploration-based gameplay. As the adventurer, Laura Croft, she explores exotic locations around the world, each designed with an incredible attention to detail, resulting in breathtaking high-definition visual fidelity that creates a truly believable world and delivers a new level of challenges and choice. So, in the ancient ruin, Laura really reaches to try to find the answers that she's searching for. Now, with some of the features of the game, you master your surroundings, you reach out new heights, to broadest range of acrobatic abilities and utilize objects within the environment to uncover new paths to explore. Exploring the epic and unknown worlds, you discover the ancient mysteries of the underworld area within Thailand, um, the islands of the Arctic Sea, the jungles of Mexico, and more. Each level is an elaborate multi-stage puzzle masked within an interactive environmental playground, offering more flexibility over how the area is solved. This results from like new combat options, such as pacifying or killing, targeting multiple enemies at once with a new dual target system, and shooting with one hand while suspended with the other, which is a cool technology leap. The revolutionary tool uh, for active sonar 
It shows the pings to create a 3D image of Laura's surroundings, perfect for uncovering hidden items and locations. Now, there were also Wii features for this to where a person could use the Wii remote and the nunchuck um, using such things as a compressed air gun, high-powered instrument used to clear away dirt or silt, acetylene torch uh, with an advanced multi-purpose tool uh, used to weld metal objects such as fire to objects and even to melt ice. Then she's provided chisels and pliers, and the combat system is more enhanced. Now, once again, uh, Keely Hawes, once again voiced for Laura Croft in this game, and Trolls Fullman uh, came back again as the winning composer for the score, with the stunning composition not only capturing the classic Tomb Raider, but also giving way to new expanded film music that reaches into the gaming world. Uh, Designed specifically to take advantage of the latest technologies, Underworld represents a new advancement in exploration and game play that courts a new slew of new features on all sorts of major platforms. So, the cues that I've chosen today, and I really grappled with these because uh, there's more exotic themes from the score, so I've chosen Croft Manor Catacombs, Fight for the Eater Stone, Shadow Power, Refinery, Doppelganger in Combat, and finally, Vengeance. I hope you appreciate these cues.
Next, we're going to discuss Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. Now, it was developed by Crystal Dynamics uh, to also be played on Android and iOS. And it's part of the Tomb Raider series that takes play separate from the current storyline. And it had a heavy emphasis on cooperative gameplay. And there was even a multiplayer mode where they could take a role other than Laura Croft, such as a Mayan warrior named Totec. They must work together in order to stop an evil spirit, Zolatol, and retrieve the Mirror of Smoke. A single-player campaign mode is available that doesn't include a non-player character AI following or helping Laura. In the U.S. and the United Kingdom, it was released through Xbox Live Arcade on August 18th of 2010. Now, one of the things that changed was that there it was really well received by the critics. And so the Xbox 360 version of the game holds an average score of 85 to 100, which is great. And it really boosted the ratings for the Laura Croft fan franchise. And so there was also a sequel made called Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris. Now, unlike previous installments of the series, which were only through a virtual camera viewpoint, The Guardian of Light is a non-linear arcade-inspired action game that has an isometric camera and is similar to Tomb Raider The Prophecy for Game Boy Advance. And players, of course, can take control of either Laura or the Mayan tribesmen. And each character possesses unique weapons and skills, Like some of the previous installments, Laura retains her dual pistols with infinite ammunition and even a grappling hook, which she's able to use to cross gaps in which also Totec can tightrope walk across. And he carries a spear, which can be used both as a weapon and on the environment for Laura to climb on. So they work hand in hand with each other. And it really creates a more expansive uh, experience for gameplay. And the campaign, I mean, it only featured about 8 to 10 hours of gameplay, but it still was really reaching forward. So again, Trolls Fullman uh, composed the music for this. And the cues that I've chosen are Temple of Light, Temple Grounds, The Guardian of Light, Stronghold Passage, and Zlotl's Demise. I hope you enjoy these.
Next, we're discussing the next newer title that came out in 2013, which is simply called Tomb Raider. Now, this is also a reboot of the series. Uh, Players take control of the lead character, Laura, and it really changes her path. It changes the emotions. You really get involved with Laura's backstory and how she felt, how she became who she is. And it really changed the way the games were made. And many of the players' moves were carried over from the previous games, but it gave her a much more fluid dynamic. And giving these fast-moving points in the game's plot, such as extracting a metal shard of metal and escaping a collapsing cave. Now a a player can even create makeshift zip lines to traverse between camps and across the island. Now the combat of the game borrows multiple elements from Naughty Dog's Uncharted series, where the player is having the ability to free aim Laura's bow and the gun she salvages to engage in close quarter combat and perform stealth kills. Players can also use the survival instinct, an ability in which enemies, collectibles, and objects are pivotal to environmental puzzles that can highlight for players. The game also incorporates RPG elements as players progress through the game. They earn experience points from performing certain actions and completing in-game challenges linked with hunting, exploring, and combat. This enabled the player's skills and abilities to be upgraded in specific ways such as giving her more storage capacity for arrows and ammunition. It also shows a character progression mechanic in the game. Better items, weapons, and equipment are gained as the player progresses. Through the appearance of most of these, that are items that are closely linked to events in the story. And in addition to the main story, players can complete side quests, explore the island, revisit locations, and search for the challenge tombs. Now, with the background on the actual story, Laura sets out for her expedition with the ship Endurance, and they're looking for this lost kingdom of Yamatai by her suggestion against this friend of hers named Whitman. She explores the Dragon's Triangle east of Japan, and the ship is struck by a violent storm, and the ship is split in two, leaving the survivors stranded on the isolated island. So Laura is trying to locate the other survivors. She's finding more evidence that the island is inhabited, complete with strange carvings, dead bodies, and ritual sacrifices for animals, and even finds her friend Sam and a man named Matthias, who claims to be one of the passengers. Although with Matthias, he's a villain. And with Laura, she reunites with the other survivors, but then she finds out that there's a much deeper things going on. As Laura and Whitman explore, they discover that the island's inhabitants are worshipping Himiko, confirming that the island is in fact Yamatai. Upon discovering a shrine, they are captured by the islanders and taken to a settlement along with other survivors of the Endurance wreck. 
Now, this really shows that Laura has to rely on her skills as a survivor, and she has uh, different equipment in this game, like being able to utilize a pickaxe and other things, and she has to really utilize a lot of other elements to survive in the game. And it's just a brilliant reboot for the game, and there's new game mechanics to the game, uh, which really highlight how Laura's character really grows. So the score was composed by Jason Graves, and this is the second attempt to reboot the franchise of Tomb Raider, and it had amazing success. So this, the cues I'm going to play is Adventure Found Me, Exploring the Island, On the Beach, A Survivor is Born, and finally, The Tomb Raider. This brings us a new type of Tomb Raider, a new type of Laura Croft. Younger, more confident, and still wanting to take a risk to get the job done. I think you'll enjoy all these cues.
Next, we'll look at Rise of the Tomb Raider from 2015. Now, this, of course, was the sequel to the Tomb Raider franchise reboot. And there was a PC version for this game. And it was also released through Xbox One. Now, the PlayStation 4 version, dubbed Rise of the Tomb Raider 20-Year Celebration, was released on October 11, 2016, to coincide with the 20th anniversary of the original Tomb Raider. It included previously released downloadable content, along with the VR support for Blood Ties. And a patch was released for the game, adding support for the PlayStation Pro, giving the game enhancements such as enhanced visuals, 4K resolution, and a higher frame rate. The Xbox One released on November 7, 2017, and a patch for the game released on the same day, which is pretty cool. So this takes place one year after the events of Tomb Raider, and Laura is still struggling to explain the experience of the supernatural on Yamatai and appears to be suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Looking for answers, she turns to her late father's research into the lost city of Kazets and the promise of immortality. Her father's partner, Anna, attempts to warn her off as her obsession with Kets drove him to ruin and suicide. Laura ignores her and organizes an expedition to Syria, hoping to uncover the tomb of the Prophet of Constantinople, a key figure in the legend of Ketzet. Although successful, the tomb is empty. Laura is interrupted by Trinity, an ancient order of knights that now exists as a paramilitary organization investigating the supernatural, and their leader, Constantine. As she flees, Laura discovers a symbol etched into the tomb that she links to a book on Russian religious history in her father's study back at the Croft Manor. The Trinity assassin infiltrates the manor, steals the book, prompting Laura and her friend Jonah to go to Siberia where they believe that it has a connection with that symbol. The two are separated after an avalanche while climbing a mountain, and Laura is forced to continue alone, thus re-emphasizing her bitter introduction into becoming a Tomb Raider. Now, she discovers that Trinity had taken a Soviet-era mining installation, and she's caught attempting to retrieve the book and placed in a prison cell with Anna. Now, Constantine forces Laura to reveal what she knows by slowly strangling Anna in front of her, but Laura is unable to tell anything of use. Anna then reveals herself to be Trinity's spy who's been manipulating her father. The two interrogate her as about the whereabouts of the Divine Source, an artifact believed to grant immortality. Laura escapes and in the process aids Jacob, a mysterious stranger who leads her through the mines into the valley beyond. Now Jacob is revealed to be the leader of the Remnant. And I don't want to give the entire plot away for the game, but it really re-emphasizes a lot of the plot elements and the gaming aspects from the previous game, and it enhances Laura's look that 
uh, they did extreme motion capture with the uh, Camilla. I can't think of her last name at the moment, but uh, she did several motion capture as well as action capture to create the exact um, actions that Laura Croft would do in the game. So the score was composed by Bobby Tahori and brought another level of cinema into the game as well as the open world feel to Laura's struggles and challenges. I really enjoyed it. The cues I've chosen are London, Siberia it is then, Revelations, Echoes of the Past, The Reckoning, and Rise of the Tomb Raider. These illustrate how really the movies could actually go, giving us full characterization as well as believable scenarios. I hope you enjoy these cues.
Next, but not last, is the 2018 release of Tomb Raider, starring Alicia Vikander. The plot is simply this. Laura Croft is a fiercely independent daughter of the eccentric adventurer who vanished years earlier. Hoping to solve the mystery of her father's disappearance, Laura Croft embarks on a perilous journey to his last known destination, a fabled tomb on the mythical island that might be somewhere off the coast of Japan. Sound familiar? It is. The stakes couldn't be higher as Laura must rely on her sharp mind, blind faith, and stubborn spirit to venture into the unknown. The film is still in theaters and is being praised for being a fair representation of the character from the 2013 game as well as the 2015 game. Hopefully, we get more of this Laura Croft. In March 2013, Metro-Golden-Mayer had announced that they acquired the rights to Tomb Raider, the video game from Paramount Pictures, who let their film rights uh, to the video game series expire after Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, failed to find audiences. For this film, Alicia Vikander wanted to play a strong and physically fit Laura Croft, so her goal was to gain enough muscle and strength. Walton Goggins stated that she's just a real powerhouse. She made me embarrassed to take my shirt off, and I go to the gym five times a week. The actress Emily Carey, who played young Laura at age 14, is the same actress who played young Diana as a teenager in Wonder Woman in 2017. As of 2018, it's the highest rated video game adaption ever on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really impressive. Of course, it's based on the 2013 video game by the same name, and with some of the elements of its sequel by Crystal Dynamics. Which is kind of disappointing, because I wish that they would actually create a sequel for it to uh, re-emphasize that it's a trilogy. Uh, Junkie XL had left Justice League to work on this film. The uh, day the movie was released, Square Enix released the first trailer for Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Now, this is the third in the series for the basis of the film. Alicia Vikander put on 12 pounds of muscle over four months prior to filming. filming. Alicia Vikander said in an interview with The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon that she did most of her own stunts, let alone had to repeat some of them. She was 29 when Tomb Raider was released, and Angelina Jolie's age was 26, when Tomb Raider was originally released in 2001. After Laura sets out to return to the camp, she picks up a recurve bow and arrows from her father's cave. And this is the only bow she's seen using in this movie. However, it's the second of four bows she utilizes in the game. When Laura enters for the first time of the Croft Company, it plays the piano concerto in F minor, by Johann Sebastian Bach. The same melody plays in the first Tomb Raider movie when Laura is doing gymnastics with bungee cords in her house. Ironic. While Alicia Vikander had six stunt doubles for her portrayal of Laura Croft, Angelina Jolie only had two for her portrayal. 
The door puzzle for the main entrance of Hamiko's tomb is actually a tunnel boring machine, which is interesting. In the film's climax, Laura leaps from the chasm of souls and grasps for the edge, driving her axe into the wall and hanging on by one arm. This is a frequent game mechanic of the 2013 video game, often timed with a button press to prevent falling. Now, after escaping Vogel and landing from a parachute, Laura is impaled by a stick through her side. This injury is the same injury she suffers in at the opening of the 2013 game and serves as a key plot element for the opening chapters. The movie doesn't feature any supernatural elements, although the video game does, and instead it's told that the Queen of Death is immune to an unknown disease and acts as a carrier, which spreads through touch. And in the movie, it's never explained why the island is so hard to find and cannot be escaped from. However, it's elaborated in the game that it's explained that Hamiko is a supernatural power over the weather, and that severe wind and rain put the island in a perpetual storm. Once Hamiko is laid to rest, the island's weather calms so that Laura can escape. This is alluded to in the movie by the severe weather when they arrive and the clear sunny skies when they leave. One of Laura's key pieces of equipment in the game is her red climbing axe, which she gains in tutorial stages and utilizes for the rest of the game. However, she does not acquire this iconic weapon until the climax of the movie, which is kind of disappointing. An extremely rare example of the film that uses its mid credit scenes in the trailer is the all-take-two scene where Laura is buying the guns. Now, in the video game Rise of the Tomb Raider, one of the principal antagonists is Anna, a former lover of Laura's father and senator or senior Trinity agent. Although in the game Anna's surname is not mentioned, it's likely that Anna Miller's character from the movie is based on this character. And there's hints in the movie, including Anna confessing to being close to Lord Richard Croft prior to his disappearance and the shot of Anna getting on the elevator as Laura pieces together the connection between Trinity and Croft Holdings, prompting her to continue investigating her father's disappearance. So before ending this episode, I'll have a surprise for us all. Before doing so, though, I'll be playing the cues from the new score by Junkie XL entitled Return to Croft Manor, Becoming the Tomb Raider, and finally, The Croft Legacy. I hope you enjoy these cues, and it represents how Tom Holkenberg can really spread his composing chops to encompass the strong female of Tomb Raider. So check this suite of music out, and I hope you enjoy.
So sadly, we've come down to another end of Soundtrack Alley. I'd like to thank Alexander Shebel for composing Soundtrack Alley's theme music. You can find his work at xanderscores.com. Lastly today, the most recent game, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, has released a beautiful trailer for the brand new game. It's gorgeous rendering, it has unexpected views, new locations it looks like, and new elements. You can watch that trailer on YouTube, and you can find the link to it in the show notes. One of the exciting things about the trailer released is that it was released the same day as the new Tomb Raider film. Once again, helmed by seasoned developer Crystal Dynamics, Shadow of the Tomb Raider will continue the adventures of Laura Croft as she discovers ancient cities, artifacts, and spooky skeletons. It's unconfirmed whether Trinity, the mercenary group from the previous game, will remain as the core antagonist. Either way, you can expect the usual combination of platforming, combat, and exploration with a tightly woven narrative. It's exciting that a new game will be out in September. And even though we don't have any music for Shadow of the Tomb Raider as of yet, we do have a bit of a challenge music that Tom Holkenborg put out to those through Twitter that compose. He challenged different composers to write a new Tomb Raider theme in their own style and in their own way but keeping with the idea of what Tomb Raider is or even was. One of those composers is a good friend of mine, a composer who I've had a privilege to interview on my show and who has also composed the theme to Soundtrack Alley. Yes, it's Alexander Shebel. He put together a brand new theme for Tomb Raider. Its results will amaze you and I hope you like it. And please check out his alternate music he's composed for Ladyhawk as an entire album, as well as Stranger Things. Now, you can really appreciate Alexander Shebel, and I'll put the link to his site in the show notes. You can find me at SoundtrackAlley.net, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and find me on Twitter at RandallAndrews1. And now... I'll play that theme to close the show, and until next time, happy listening.
Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley, the podcast. I hope you take the time to review my podcast on iTunes or even listen to it on Podbean. With your review, it helps me get noticed on iTunes. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Also, if you want to leave a comment, question, or concern, please email me at soundtrackalley at gmail.com and enjoy looking at my blog at soundtrackalley.com. Mm-hmm.